During the holidays, it can be easy to get stuck in comparison, whether it's comparison with friends, family, maybe even people online. So this week, I wanted to share with you different life lessons I have learned in my various phases or eras, as Taylor Swift loves to call it, and how I am now using those lessons I've learned to really be in the present moment. I know that especially towards the end of the year, it is a time of reflection. It can be a time of planning but it also can be a big time of comparison. And I know that can be pretty tough. So I wanted to share with you guys things I've learned along the way and how I'm not only enjoying the present moment I'm in, but also planning for the next era of life. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story, to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica, here. I'm so excited for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for everyone who has supported my moon calendar. If you did not hear last week's episode, I did release the 2024 lunar calendar. If you're looking for a desk calendar, it is one that is going to show you the phases of the moon. And I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you who purchased a calendar and are supporting the podcast, supporting the Get Empowered community. This is how I'm able to keep things going. So thank you guys so, so much. That is something I'm grateful for is just the constant support I have in this community. And it is available online. I'll put the link in my bio, but it's available at empoweredwitherica.com. Now, what am I grateful for other than your guys' constant support, especially with my lunar calendar and all the things I do here on the podcast? I'm really grateful for my meditation practice. So at the time of the recording, it is recently after Thanksgiving. And honestly, guys, the holidays can be a bit of a triggering time, especially when you're around friends and family. Don't get me wrong. I'm so grateful we got to see family this holiday season, but it can bring up a lot of stuff, especially being in my engaged era, which we're going to talk about the different eras. But being in the engaged era, I've noticed I'm getting so many questions all the time about everything. And we're going to dive more into that in the meat of the episode. But all the questions have really got my head to spin in. And I don't know, I know I share this with you guys all the time, but I'm just so dang grateful for my meditation practice because it really helps me to stay grounded and stay centered. I've been doing a Joe Dispenza free meditation on YouTube. I love that one. I'll put the link in the bio. It's 15 minutes. He also has longer ones. I enjoy his longer ones, but I've noticed that sometimes if I say, oh, I need to put aside a half hour, I may not be willing to do it versus, oh, I just need 15 minutes. So I'm really, really grateful that I've developed a meditation practice. It has been 
crucial for my mindset and for my stress levels. And I'm just really thankful I've been able to develop that. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you all this week. Now, what am I currently loving this week? This week, I am loving my Monet dry shampoo. So if you guys have been following along for a while, you know I'm a Monet girly. I use their hair care. I use their skincare. And I actually did kind of cheat on them a little bit. And I tried a different dry shampoo because I go to the gym a lot. I am typically someone with oily hair. And let me tell you, my scalp did not like that other dry shampoo at all whatsoever. And I love Monate's dry shampoo. It's called The Champ. I'll put a link in my bio if you want to grab it. I am an affiliate for them, so just heads up. But I love this dry shampoo. One, if you're on the YouTube, you can see I put it in like right before recording because I've worked out. I'm someone that my hair gets oily like kind of the next day. And I love that it was able to extend my time between washes. Now I usually go every like four-ish days, which is great. And for some people that's normal, but trust me, I'm someone that normally would have to wash my hair every single day, every single fucking day. But what I hated about other dry shampoo is it would make my scalp super, super itchy, super oily. And like, even though technically it looked okay, it felt horrible. And honestly, it just, it looked like I had dry shampoo in. So what I love about this dry shampoo is, oops, sorry guys. What I love about this dry shampoo is that you don't even notice that it's in, right? Like it's not super obvious. It looks like I just washed my hair. It keeps my hair fresh longer. It helps me to extend between washes. So especially if you are an oily hair girly, or if you're someone that works out a lot and you want to extend the time between washes, I 10 out of 10 recommend the Champ Dry Shampoo by Monet. It is the best one I found. And I've tried a lot of different ones over the years. It doesn't clog up your scalp. It doesn't have all the nasty chemicals. It doesn't have like propane and butane. You know, a lot of dry shampoos have propane and butane. Not cool. I know I don't want that on my scalp. And guys, scalp health is crucial for hair health. So just letting y'all know, that's what I'm currently loving. I cheated on it for a little bit and I came back and it was funny. It's one of those things where I was like, I convinced myself that I liked the other dry shampoo until I came back to the Monet dry shampoo and I was like, oh no, 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 this is way better. What the fuck was I doing? Like literally, what the fuck was I doing? So that's what I'm currently loving. I just had to put a plug out there. I'm sorry, y'all. I just, I love it. I'm stocking up. They have a sale right now and I'm stocking up. So big fan. And if you have any questions, if you're like wanting to use Monet products, let me know because honestly, I've been using them for now let's see, four or five years. And it's it's been a game changer. I will never use any other hair care product because it has made my hair so, so, so healthy. And I can't even imagine going back. So I never will be. Now, what are we talking about this week? You know, I was reminiscing and I was thinking about the holiday season. So something that, you know, as you guys know, in case you missed the last couple episodes, Kyle and I got engaged a couple weeks ago. And especially during this holiday season, a lot of people are getting engaged. And I don't know about you, but I just felt the pressure almost immediately. of like, you got to figure out what you're doing. You got to figure out when you're getting married, where you're getting married. You got to set a date because things are going to book up. Like everyone gets engaged this time of year. Or like, I think they said literally over 40% of engagements are in like these couple weeks, November and December. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm so thankful. I love it. I love my ring. I'm so thankful to be engaged to the love of my life. But it's been a little stressful because everyone has questions and they're all asking like, when we're going to do this, when we're going to do that. You know, people are already asking about kids and I'm like, holy shit, I'm not even married yet. 
And so with all that, I was thinking about how as a society, we really struggle with just enjoying the present moment. And we really struggle with just acknowledging the current era we're in. And we're always looking to the next thing and looking to the next thing and wanting to know how we just keep moving faster and faster and faster instead of just staying present and staying grateful. So I wanted to do a bit of my own eras tour in case you live under a fucking rock. Taylor Swift has been doing the eras tour and with every era, she like every album, she's considering an era and it's all different phases of life that she's in because she writes all her own stuff, right? And so, you know, her debut era is very different than her reputation era, which is very different than her Midnight's era, right? And those are like different albums she has. So I was thinking about like, what is our own personal eras? Now, of course, you can go way back. You can go to childhood. But I was thinking about like, as a young adult, what are all the eras I've been in? You know, I turned 30 soon and I'm like, dang, like, especially this past decade, it's been a game changer. I've learned so much. I've grown so much. And so I kind of wanted to break down the di- a couple of different eras I feel like I have been in things I've learned along the way and how I'm taking those lessons to help me in this next phase of life because this engaged era doesn't last that long, you know, maybe it lasts a couple months, maybe it lasts a year or two, two years, you know, everyone's life is different, right? We don't even know yet. Like we're debating, do we get married quicker? Do we get married in like a year and a half? Like, do we do something bigger and save up and wait? Or do we do something small? I don't know. And like, that's been stressful figuring that out. Let me tell you, this engaged era so far is very stressful. <laughs> and I I mean, I love it. I'm thankful to be engaged, but I'm like, holy shit, can we all like relax? And that's why I am grateful for my meditation practice, <laughs> right? But okay, so what is the first era I wanted to talk about? The first era I wanted to talk about was my college girl era. You know, I went to Michigan Tech, Michigan Technological University in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I absolutely loved it. And I thought that was a great, like a great first era to start in because it really lasted several years, right? It lasted for me from 2012 to, well, 2018, if you include grad school, but for undergrad till 2016, I got out in four years, mostly because I did school over the summer. Um, And, you know, you learn so much in that, in those college years, right? Because it's your first time away from home, potentially, depending on what you do. I always joke, I went as far away as possible with in-state tuition because I'm from downstate Michigan and it's a good like eight to 10 hours away, depending on weather. Once it took us 14 because of a blizzard. So it's not necessarily close. It's the completely opposite side of the state. And Michigan's a pretty big state if you don't know that. So in this era, I would say the biggest theme is you're really just finding yourself. You're figuring out who you are away from your family and separate from your family. And of course, you're really young and you're going to continue to find yourself over these various eras, right? Like every single era, you're learning more and more about yourself. But what I thought was so cool about those four to six years um, between college and undergrad, like undergrad and grad school was really just figuring out who I am as an adult, like on my own right? And I know you're a young adult, okay? I am nowhere near the person I am today that I was, you know, when I was freaking 18, 19, 20. You know, obviously, I'm 29. I'll soon be 30. And all these different eras teach you so much, right? So I think those first years of that college girl era is really just figuring out what does life look like on my own? You know, you make, you start to make the decisions of what time do I want to wake up? What time do I want to go to bed? what do I want to eat for all my meals? Because I don't know about y'all, but my family wasn't necessarily controlling per se. I mean, a little bit. I grew up 
in a Catholic family. I mean, they're not really Catholic anymore, but when I was growing up, we were Catholic. And so definitely had those Catholic roles, that Catholic guilt. But, you know, I kind of ate what my parents made for dinner or I followed their set of rules and their set of structure. And so just stepping out onto my own and figuring out what are my beliefs? Like I, like during this time, I stopped going to church. I went back to church. I tried different religions and I really just figured out what matters to me. What is important to me? What, what phase of life do I want to be in? And what matters to me? You know, like what are my values? And I think it's really cool that that's what you get to do in those first couple of years as an adult on your own. Now, whether or not you go to college, you know, that's irrelevant because I think you do this regardless. Like if you are working at, like if you're working from home or maybe you go get a job or maybe you take a year off, like a gap year or whatever the case may be. Like I know a lot of people don't go to traditional college anymore. No shade. Honestly, if I have kids, I don't know if I'll be pushing college on them because nowadays I think it's a bit of a scam, but that's a whole nother podcast. But I think that first era, that college girl era, you know, you're really finding yourself as an adult and really figuring out what do I want my adult life to look like? I mean, shoot, that's when you're kind of pressured or you're told like, I have to figure out my career. I need to figure out what direction of life I want to go in. And that's a lot of stress. That's a lot, a lot of pressure. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I wish I could go back and be like, Erica, what are you doing? Go get a degree in this. Why the fuck did you quit biomedical engineering? But at the same time, looking back, because I don't know about you guys, especially being 29, I definitely look back at certain phases of my life and I have regrets. I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I make this decision? And I was actually talking about a friend with this recently because I've just been like really in my head about certain things. And she was like, you know, you made the decision you needed to make at the time. And at the time it was the right decision for you. And I think about that, you know, sometimes I kick myself for being an athletic trainer because I'm not practicing anymore. And honestly, I don't have any desire to practice anymore. Um, I just really don't want to, I don't enjoy it. And I really liked it in a certain phase of life. It was very fun. It was a great experience, but it's just not who I am anymore. Right. And it's really hard to kind of force like young adults into making such a big decision. Now, a lot of people, especially nowadays are going and doing jobs that have nothing to do with their degree. And I think it's cool that we're able to do that. Right. But it's kind of a lot of pressure and you're really figuring out what do I want my life to look like? Right. Like, Figuring out your career and whether or not you're going to go to trade school or go to college or go maybe to beauty school or whatever the case may be, um, or maybe you want to work up the ladder at like a retail store, like whatever the case may be that you want to do, you're having to figure that out as a young adult in that college girl era. So that's kind of my biggest takeaway is just learning what my values are and really like the beginning steps of what do I want my life to look like. Now, the next era I kind of put out there was my working girl era. So I saw that as the first few years out of college, you know, for me, especially I did an internship and then I did a fellowship before I first got my full-time job. And those were different, like internship fellowship versus full-time job, very different because you're making very different money <laughs> and you have a lot more responsibilities. But that being said, is you're also figuring out in your career, what do I want my career to look like? So for example, with me, I had to figure out what specialty of athletic training do I want to go into? Do I want to go to the college level? Do I want to go work at a high school? Do I want to go work in a clinic? Do I want to go work at a hospital? And there's a lot of different options there. And I ended up being like, no, I want to go the collegiate athletic route. And you're just figuring out, okay, what does my work-life balance look like? 
What does it look like to be a career woman? What matters to me? You know, what do I want my career to look like long-term? So that first phase of life, or not first phase, but in your college girl era or college guy era, whatever, when you're in your college era, you know, you're figuring out what general field do I want to work in? And then once you're in your working girl era, you're like, okay, well, now what? Like, what do I want my day-to-day life to look like? What matters to me? Maybe this is when you start learning how to save, how to invest. You're actually making money. You got to learn how to manage that money. Maybe you make some dumb decisions. I know I've been there. Maybe you realize I want to have this type of work-life balance versus this type of work-life balance, you know? And that may change. Like, initially, I thought I'd be totally fine with the collegiate athletic schedule. And then once I grew up a bit and I realized, like, oh, I kind of want to settle down. Oh, I kind of want to have, like, a family and like a life partner, this really isn't going to work for me and my goals and like what I want in life. And that's okay. But I had to make that decision, right? So your working girl era, I feel like is really that time you're like, okay, I'm an adult. I have adult money now. You're probably not as relying on your family. Maybe you still are. I mean, I know the economy is a bit rough right now, but a lot of people are a bit more independent. And with that independence comes figuring out, okay, like, what does my life look like? And for me, I realized this is when I started having to learn how to manage money. This is when I learned how to start paying off debt. This is when I learned, like, I want to set up my bank account to do this, or I want to set up my paycheck to automatically save X amount. Like, I will say, guys, like, here's a tip. I would set up, especially if you're someone that struggles with like saving money or paying off debt, I would set up a set amount of money that automatically goes into your, like, your retirement, start saving for retirement as early as possible, guys, like it matters, especially because like, who knows if we'll still have social security by the time like us, like younger people get there, like, I'm kind of doubtful that I will ever get social security, right? So set up your retirement as early as fucking possible slash a 401k or a Roth IRA, I mean, um, depending on your situation. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put this like X percentage. I honestly, guys, I recommend shooting for 10 to 15% at least in your, uh, your retirement. And then how much do I want to save? I automatically put, I, I forget the percentage off the top of my head, but I automatically put a percentage of my paycheck to go directly into savings because I know that it's really important for me to save as much as possible. And I know that if I see the money in my checking account, I'm going to be more likely to spend it instead of save it. So directly putting money into your savings. I highly recommend. Those are just two tips I got for my working girl era. Another tip I got for my working girl era is networking is literally everything. It's not who you are. It's who you fucking know. Okay. I'll be quite honest with you. I got so many different jobs in my life because I networked and I had developed good connections with people. I mean, do you know how intimidating it was when I met with one of the CEOs of our company or the COO of like my current company? He was like, oh yeah, I talked to so-and-so from when you worked at X school. And that was a couple of years ago at that point that was like young in my career. And I was like, oh shit, I hope he said good things. Like, I mean, I worked hard, but you never fucking know. Right. And so this is just, I got to say, especially when you're in your younger working era, like develop connections and develop a network. It is so, so, so important. I really, really, really recommend it. Okay. Now this next era, and it can go at the same time as your working girl era, but I really think that sometimes we have more focus on one versus the other. Right. And so the next era I kind of put out there was like my dating girl era. Okay. I'm more established in my career. I'm more established in this or that. And now I really want to focus on like 
finding a life partner. And if that's something that matters to you, right? It doesn't matter to everyone, but if it matters to you. And so that can be a tough era. Like that can be a tough era for a lot of us. That can be heartbreak. Um, That can be so many highs and so many lows. And I really think what's important in that era of life is just figuring out what kind of partner do I want to be and what kind of partner do I want to have? So what are the characteristics and the qualities that are important in a partner for me? But I have to say, guys, if you're like struggling in this era, maybe you're someone that's like, oh, Erica, I can't believe you got engaged. I want to get engaged so bad. Or I can't believe you even found someone that is like your life person. Like, I want that so bad. Like, maybe you're in that era of life. I just have to say, I finally found a healthy relationship and a loving relationship when I became the person that I wanted to attract, right? So for example, I really wanted someone that took care of their body and that health was a priority. So I had to like make sure like, is health a priority in my own life? Am I taking care of my body? I wanted someone that was emotionally mature. And so it was really important to me. Can I have good conversations with this person? Is this person, um, are they like mature? Do they care about similar things? Like, do they have similar values? Right. And so really figuring out what your life looks like with a partner, what type of partner you want to have and what type of partner you want to be, I think are like kind of the biggest lessons you learn in this dating era of life. Right. And I have to say, guys, like really visualizing how like you want your life to look like can be really, really beneficial. So I did just release this um, manifestation episode last week and talking about how I helped like the moon help me manifest Kyle and it's a joke, but it's not a joke. I a hundred percent did that. And one of the reasons and one of the ways I was able to do that was by getting very clear on what I want. And I do think it's important to like, I don't know, date around might sound bad, but I think it's important to really be able to figure out what type of person you work best with and what matters to you. So Kyle and I are both like pretty fucking blunt. And for some people, we may be too much, right? I know I'm definitely um, a lot and I don't say that in a bad way. Okay. Like I, I've been told a lot in a bad way before, but no, I'm a lot. I am resilient. I am opinionated. I'm going to tell you how it fucking is. And if I am with someone that isn't willing to have those hard conversations, it's not going to fucking work. And trust me, I've done that and it did not fucking work. So for me, finding a partner that our communication styles match, that we're able to grow together has been incredible, like so, so important. So finding, like, I have to tell you all, finding a partner that supports you, supports you on your healing journey, supports you in your growth journey, your career growth journey, whatever journey you're on, whatever, whatever you're going through, finding someone that can be supportive of you in both the good and the bad times is really, really important. And I know Kyle and I, like, one of the big things was we both had some hardship go on while we were dating. And honestly, I think it made us stronger because we were able to really be there for each other and see each other, not only like when we're shiny and happy and whatever, but also in those harder, lower moments. Like he saw me cry a lot early on in dating. I mean, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast. I probably have like forever ago, but shoot, like two months in, they found like a lump in my breast and I had to get it biopsied. And I was so scared. And he was there. He was taking care of me. Like, he was helping me. He was like being so supportive of me, especially when I was like waiting for the biopsy results. I was like, fuck, 
I could, I have been dating this guy two fucking months and I might be finding out that I have fucking breast cancer. What the fuck? I was very scared. And of course that didn't happen or else you probably would have heard about it. But still, that was like super, super scary. And honestly, I think partially one of the reasons Kyle and I like grew so close so fast was because I met him pretty recent divorce. I mean, I don't know the exact date of his divorce, right? But I know he had only been separated or divorced for like not a super long time. And so it was still really fresh. It was really fresh. And I was scared. Like in the beginning, I was like, I, if I'm just your fucking rebound, I am, I'm out. And I knew I wasn't like, we were able to establish that, figure that out. Right. But I just know that being with someone and figuring out how to support each other in both the hard times and the good times is so, so, so important. And so that's like the big, like some of the big lessons I learned in my dating era phase of life, my dating girl era. Now I'm currently in the engaged girl era and I've only been there a couple weeks. So we're still learning a lot, but let me tell you, it's been kind of a struggle to be present, right? You know, I should just be enjoying this engagement period of my life. I should just be enjoying the fact that like Kyle and I have committed to each other to spend our lives together. And we're going to deepen that commitment with marriage whenever the kid, like whenever we fucking decide to, but let me tell you, it's been hard because people are already asking, when are you going to get married? When's the fucking date? When are you going to have kids? Like, are you going to have kids before you're married? Like after you're married, what are you doing? And like all these people now have all these questions and all these expectations. And I don't fault them for that. It's fine. But like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it makes you think like, and this is where Kyle and I are different. I'm just focused on the wedding and he's focused on like our life after the wedding, which does matter. I'm like thankful that he is someone that like cares about those things and isn't just caring about one day, but caring about our marriage, our to be marriage and like our lives together long-term. Right. But you know, even just in the first couple of weeks of this, we've already like really had to compromise. We've had to set boundaries both with each other and with like friends and family We've had to figure out what we want and what we don't want, what we like, and what we don't like. And it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's really overwhelming. If I'm being really honest, it's been really overwhelming, especially wedding planning. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I want. Do I want to elope? Do I want a big wedding? Do I want to spend two grand? Do I want to spend 20 grand? Like fucking weddings are expensive. <laughs> like weddings are expensive. And so they've made us have conversations about finances, like what our current finances are, what we want our finances to look like like how important the day is to us and what do we want it to be long-term and all those things, right? And are we going to combine finances? Are we not going to combine finances after marriage? Like it's made us have a lot of like hard conversations, but good conversations. And it's made us really like figure out what is a priority to each other, right? And what matters to each other. But I've noticed that in this current phase, and I feel like in phases of the past, right? Like I always was looking to the next one. So when I was dating, or, I mean, I guess we're still dating, but you know what I mean? Like when I was in my dating phase, I'm like, when am I going to find my person? And then when Kyle and I found each other and I was like, I'm pretty certain he's my person. I was like, when are we going to get engaged? And now that we're engaged, it's like, when are we going to get married? And then once we're married, I'm sure it's going to be like, when are we going to have kids? And it's that constant looking forward to the next thing and the next person and the next, like, whatever, like the next thing, whatever the next thing may be for you. Maybe you're in college and you're like, Oh, what am I going to do for a job? Like, where am I going to live? Like all these big life decisions, or maybe you're in your working girl era and you're like, do I want to stay in this job? Do I want to stay with this company? And you're like, do I want to get promoted? Do I want to switch industries? And you're just always looking to the next thing. 
And I have to say, on one hand, I think it's very good and important to think ahead. It's important to not only live in the moment because let's be honest, life doesn't fucking work that way. You have to be mindful. That's why I'm saying things like, okay, save X amount. Like do your best to save money for retirement. Do your best to have like no debt. Do your best to do X, Y, Z things, right? Like you do have to look to the future in a way, right? Like it's just, it would be unrealistic to say we don't need to look at the future at all. That's silly. But you don't even, you don't always need to rush the phase of life that you are in. And I encourage you because I needed this encouragement. So I'm just saying it because I need it now. I needed it in the past to really just enjoy the phase you're in because once it's gone, it's gone, right? Like I was thinking about how one day Hunter and I moved in with Kyle And we were never just on our own anymore. Like me and my little puppy, you know, we were never on our own. Like we had a phase of life where it was just us and just like us hanging out. And, you know, I loved that phase. (laughs) Like, even though there was hard moments of that phase of life, I love that phase of life long-term. And, you know, of course I didn't want to be alone forever, but part of me wishes I'd cherish those moments when it was just us a little bit more, right? Just like part of me probably wishes I cherish the moments where we were just dating and we weren't like figuring out when we want to get married and figuring out like how much we fucking want to spend on a wedding like whatever just like I know that once we're married we're gonna be like oh I wish I had been more present during our engagement and so this is just a reminder that every era of life brings value and brings lessons and I would really encourage you to reflect on your own personal like eras and think about how can I be more present? So things that I like to do to stay present, journaling is really helpful. Um, I like to journal via my moon magic practice, but a lot of people just like to journal in general. I think journaling can be really helpful. It can help to get your thoughts on paper and maybe be a little less reactive in person. I know I sometimes can struggle with being reactive. I'm a fire sign. I'm a little feisty. And so I noticed like journaling is a great way to help you stay present because you can just like kind of like brain dump onto a piece of paper and just put all your thoughts down there, right? And now another way is to just really like practice gratitude. I think when we practice gratitude for the phase of life we're in, it helps us to stay more present in that phase. So if I were to practice gratitude today, you know, I'd say I'm grateful for the beautiful ring Kyle got me. Like I absolutely adore it. Every time I look at my hand, I'm still like, how is this mine? That's crazy. I'm grateful that I found a life partner that I can have those hard conversations with. I'm grateful that I'm in this exciting phase of my life. And I'm grateful that I'm going to get to spend the rest of my life with Kyle. But I'm grateful that I'm still like independent in a way and I'm still on my own. And of course, I think you should maintain your own independence, no matter whether you're dating or engaged or married, but you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm just grateful that I'm still 29. I'm only 29 for a little bit longer, but still like, I'm grateful for that. And so just practicing gratitude. And I'm grateful that I even have the opportunity and the finances to choose what kind of wedding I want to have. Right. So I'm grateful for all these types of things and all all these blessings I have in my life, but sometimes it's easy to get overwhelmed. So I just really, really recommend journaling, practicing gratitude. You can do a gratitude journal. You can do the, um, the five minute journal is a great one. They have a, like they have a physical journal or you can do the app. I've done the app for years and honestly, just practicing presence. Like if you notice yourself overthinking or spiraling one, I highly recommend meditating 
but two, just maybe in the moment, stop yourself and remember, bring yourself into your present body, like bring yourself into your body at that moment and just practice being where you are right now. Because trust me, you know, I'm 29. Like I've said a million times this episode. And sometimes I look back at me being 22 or 21 and I'm like, God, I, w- I miss those days. I miss those days of being carefree. Now, I kind of don't miss those days, to be honest. Me personally, I was kind of a shit show back then. Um, But, you know, sometimes I look at like younger phases of life. I'm like, oh, to go back and to relive. And I wish I'd been more encouraging or to myself. Or I wish I would have enjoyed it more. Like, especially like, for example, when I was in college, like, Those are some amazing memories I have. Like my best friend is from when I was in college and I miss us just eating pizza and watching Gilmore's on the couch and that being our biggest fucking responsibility is just getting our homework done and like working our part-time jobs that we worked, right? Like those were the fucking days, you know? And now I'm lucky if I see her once a year. And so just really being present in your life, I really encourage you, I know especially especially, especially around the holidays, it can be tough because people are asking like, what are you going to do at this point or this life? Like, what's your career looking like? What are you going to do after you graduate? What are you going to do when you're engaged? When are you getting married? Like, when are you having babies? Maybe you already have kids. Maybe you're a mom. Like, how are the kids doing? What about this? What about that? You know, I don't know all the things moms are asked, but I know they're always pressured too. And so I just really encourage you to maybe do some self-reflection on your own personal eras and think about like, what did I learn from them? I hope that this is helpful for you if you're someone that gets, you know, stuck in that comparison trap. Because I also want to say everyone's phase, everyone's phase, everyone's journey looks different. And that is okay. That is beautiful. How boring would life be if we all look the same? If we all physically look the same, if all of our life phases look the same, if all of our journeys look the same, like how boring would that be? That would be so, so, so boring. So just really like enjoy where you are and your journey is meant to look different than everyone else's. Like we are all meant to have our own, our own experiences. And like you have been given both the good and the bad, the happy and the sad, the beautiful and the difficult times for a fucking reason. Everyone is meant to have their own experiences in life. And so I just want to encourage you to really just practice gratitude as much as you can, because it can be really tough. Like, and sometimes, you know, maybe it's just because I'm 30, I'm turning 30 soon. And I'm like, getting to this point of like, looking back on the last decade, I'm like, fuck the things I would tell 20 year old Erica, like, holy shit. And I actually might do something like that for my 30th birthday episode. Um, But I just hope that this helps y'all Let's pull a chakra card and see what the universe has to tell us this week. But I know, especially this time of year, it can feel like a lot of pressure. You know, I listen to, um, I've talked about this before, but I listen to You Up. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It's a dating podcast. It's one of the ones that really helped me um, when I broke up with my ex a couple of years ago. And I was trying to figure out like, okay, what the fuck does dating look like as like an adult, not in college, blah, blah, blah. And one thing they talk about there is like how hard this time of year is for so many people because it's always like, what happened to this boyfriend or that boyfriend or this girlfriend or whomever? And like, why are you still in this phase of life? And why aren't you married yet? Why aren't you engaged yet? Why aren't you this yet? I think the holidays really can be a difficult time. I mean, I'm already mentally preparing myself to have to set boundaries um, around Christmas when we're spending time with family because I already know I'm probably going to get like... mm, I don't know what the right word is. I'm going to get questioned for sure on like, when are we, when are we doing this? When are we doing that? 
And don't get me wrong, like, I'm so excited to hopefully maybe someday have a kid with Kyle, but, like, that's not my fucking focus right now. Like, holy shit, not my focus. Never one has baby fever but me, I swear to God. It's like, it's like we switched. <laughs> it's like we switched. Don't get me wrong. I want to have kids. I'm just shuffling the chakra card. I want to have kids. I'm excited for that when that phase comes. But, like, can I just, like, focus on getting married first, please? Like, holy shit. Like, can I please just focus on one big life event at a time? And also, let's be honest, I'm a little scared to be pregnant someday. I want it. I really do want it. But I am, I'm fearful. Uh, yeah. It seems very overwhelming. Now, so I hope this was just, like, encouragement for y'all. Oh, we had two fallouts. So let's take a look at what the chakra cards are saying to us this week. I love when the universe gives us multiple cards, especially when they fucking go together. Like how cool is this? So the first card we have pulled today that like these both fell out of the deck is the creativity card. This is connected to your sacral chakra. If you have a carnelian crystal, I highly recommend working with a carnelian crystal when working with the sacral chakra. And this is just saying that you may have a burst of creativity pouring in right now, that maybe you have a certain gift or you are feeling the creative energy flowing in. Tap hold of that. That is the universe helping you to create the life you want. Maybe that's looking like creating a product. So for me, I'm like, I just made my moon calendar. How cool is that? Like that was really fun and creative for me. Or this podcast is fun and creative for me. So this is the universe reminding you to tap into your creative energy. And maybe you're feeling stuck. Maybe you're a creative person and you're feeling stuck. Tap into the universe. Take some time to meditate, to be away in nature. You know, like you are have an overfulling like well of knowledge and creativity bursting forth. And this is just a reminder to tap into it. Don't forget about feeling creative. Or maybe you're someone that doesn't inherently feel creative, but you want to. Maybe pick up a craft, pick up a hobby. Find a way to express yourself. I think it's really fun to flex that creative muscle, even if you're someone that doesn't necessarily feel creative, right? Now, this next card is the self-mastery card that is with the solar plexus chakra, which if you have a citrine crystal, I highly recommend working with the citrine crystal for the solar plexus chakra. So this is saying that it is time to master your gifts. Take the time to look at what am I thriving and what do I enjoy to do? Take the time to master the gift, whether that's taking a course, reading a book, um, I don't know, just focusing on developing whatever your gifts may be. So what I love about this card combo is to me, I'm reading this as the universe saying, hey, you have creativity coming in, so fucking master it. Use the creativity you have to focus on self-development, self-mastery. So maybe you're a coach and you love to do creative things with your clients. Focus on, lean into that. For me, I'm taking this as, you love to create your podcast, so you need to focus on mastering it. You love to help people with their um, their moon journal, their lunar cycling, their lunar tracking, their manifestation. Lean into that. That's how I'm taking it. So maybe you love to draw. Maybe you love to knit. Maybe you love to do some sort of creative outlet. Maybe you love to make music, whatever the case may be. Lean into your creativity and just know that you can master it. The universe has your back on this. And especially this time of year, I think it's so fun to just like a lot of a lot of us have times off, whether or not you celebrate like Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever um, you celebrate or maybe you celebrate none of them. But in general, it seems like most people, regardless of their religious affiliation, have a lot of time off this time of year. If you're if you're able, if you're lucky, I know also a lot of people work this time of year, so I'm I'm blessed. OK, but this is the universe reminding you 
to tap into your creativity, tap into your self-mastery, tap into the things that you feel good at because you have been given gifts from the universe. So don't just take them for granted. Like lean into those. Just know that you are worth, you are worth having this creative outlet. You are worth growing in it. So for me, like I'm taking as bitch focus on the podcast. You love creating it. What are you doing to become a master at it? And so that's, that's my focus right now. And it is my focus right now, uh, building my website up more and stepping into blogging or vlogging or what creative outlets I have that I enjoy. So think about where do I enjoy being creative? How can I focus on it? How can I grow my skill set and just tap into tap into it? I think it's a really fun thing to do this time of year. And I hope that that speaks to you. And if you have any questions, please let me know if you're interested in your own personal chakra card leading reading. Let me know. I would love to do that for you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I know it's a bit all over the place, but I think we have all these different eras in our life and we can learn so much from each and every one. So I hope that you guys take the time to think about what have I learned from my different eras and how can I use that to stay present and to stay focused going forward. So thank you guys so, so much for listening. I cannot wait to continue to grow with you and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Do not forget to stay empowered. Bye guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.